Hi there, Dr. Debbie here. Welcome to another dose of Dr. Debbie. Today, I want to talk about sabotage, and I want to talk about a specific way we sabotage ourselves. This is something I see all the time. I see our members within the PBT Institute do it. I see friends do it. I see family members do it. I've done it myself. And I want to bring it up because if you know what you're doing here, uh, you can you can make some changes that'll that'll really help move you forward instead of keeping you stuck. It's all about moving forward instead of keeping you stuck. So my I did two TEDx talks. The first one was about sabotage, stop sabotaging yourself. And I and I remember seeing this so often with uh, with a lot of, of clients back then. And it really got me thinking about how we sabotage ourselves to prevent outgrowing a certain relationship, whether it's with a partner, with friends, with relatives, with whatever. And it happens so often. So I wanna talk about it to see if you're doing this because if you are, I want you to know about it so then you can make some changes. So what happens is there comes a time where what used to work doesn't work anymore. What used to fit doesn't fit anymore. What used to make sense doesn't make sense anymore. And it's like that little tap on the shoulder we get. You know, it's it's like, hey, you know, time to make some changes. And here's where we use things like food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior to numb, avoid, distract ourselves from that voice, from that noise. Why? We don't like change. We have it all figured out. And if all of a sudden we address that, we fear, well, that's going to, you know, invite this, all of these questions, all these questions will invite all this change, all this change will shake up everything that I've figured out already. And you know what, I'd rather not. So instead, what we do is we use those things to numb, avoid, distract ourselves. And you know, it's really funny. It's almost like now I'm totally dating myself. But remember when you were a little kid, if you're, if you're 50 and above, I guess, I don't even know, maybe young people still do this, who knows. But when you were when when I was little, if uh, someone said something I didn't want to hear, you know how you stick your fingers in your ear and you're like la 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 la, I don't hear you. Well, when we use food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, that's the adult version of that same game, right? But you can't very likely go into your you know your your boss's office and and you know he or she is asking you to do something and you stick your fingers in your ear and say la la la, I don't hear you. You know it really may not be the most mature thing if you do that with your friends or your partner, right? So what we do is we sort of stuff it and we just handle it, uh, we believe, through these outlets. But then there comes a time where the voice gets louder and louder. So the stakes get bigger and bigger. So if it used to take one glass of wine, now it's taking two. Used to take, you know, a few cookies, you're eating a whole sleeve of cookies. Used to take one show, you're binge watching a whole series, right? One shopping spree, now it's double the price, whatever it is for you. And the stakes, these stakes get bigger and bigger and bigger until and unless you do something about it. Well, when there's that moment where you realize, okay, it's time to grow. It's time to change. What does that look like? What does that feel like? And now you're on this path and you're exploring and you're doing new things. It's like a kid in a candy store, right? Like if you remember the first time you ventured into the personal development world or the world of spirituality or something that was just so new and interesting for you, right? You just took to it and you just kept going and going and growing and growing. But what happens is the people around you may not. 
And then you're in sort of a, a little bit of an odd predicament here because they're, they, they haven't changed. It's not them, it's you. You're changing. We can even see this. We even see this with uh, changes in your eating habits, right? Here you are. You had your food buddy, and you and your food buddy were were having, you know, nachos and margaritas. And all of a sudden, you're like, you know, something. I think I want to go uh, on this healthy eating plan. Well, two things going on with your food buddy now. They're they're worried. They're afraid. Uh, first of all, now they have to look at what they may or may not be doing, right? Or may, or may not be willing to do. And there's this little fear of abandonment. If you're off in this new direction, where does that leave them? So there is a lot going on, but what happens is we're off in this new direction and it feels good. So for those of you who are watching, I'm gonna explain what I'm doing with my hands. Those of you who have seen lots of my talks and stuff, you've seen this over and over. So here we are, right? And then all of a sudden, we rise and I'm raising my hand, right? One, both hands were level and now I'm raising one hand. So we are improving physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, but the other person is right here and we don't want to outgrow them. We fear, you know, uh-oh, where, where are my people, right? Where are my friends? Where are my partners? Where are my coworkers? Whatever. So you know what we do? We sabotage ourselves. And what I did was I brought my hand right down. And so we sabotage ourselves, but you know what? We like it up here. And I raise my hand up again. This feels good. This feels like where we want to be, but all of our people haven't changed. It's us. So we keep sabotaging ourselves so that we don't outgrow them. But you know what happens as we go and I'm moving my arm up again, my hand up again. Now we're like, well, why don't they do this? And I raised up my other hand. Well, because that's not what they're ready for just as before you were ready, you weren't ready for it. So inevitably what happens is we do this, I'm raising up that arm, the other person, the other people are here. And then we sort of get this weird dynamic where we're like, uh oh, I, I, I don't seem to resonate with you anymore. And they're looking at you like, what the heck happened to you? You see? So what we really need to do and the way that it prevents this sabotage because we don't want to be alone here. You know, we don't want to outgrow our tribe, our group, our community, whoever you want to, you know, call it, whoever we, we felt so comfortable with, we felt so safe with. So instead of sabotaging ourselves so that we don't outgrow them, what I have found in my 30 plus years of coaching is one of the simplest ways to manage this is you continue to do the work. Don't let anything stop you. But here's what you need to do so that you don't fear outgrowing these people. You, your goal, as well as doing the work, is you need to find people at this new like-minded level you're seeking. So whether that's um, in certain groups, certain mastermind groups, people who read the same books, that have the same hobbies, have the same interests, whatever it is, it doesn't even make a difference. The idea is if you seek out those people as you're doing that work, and then you meet up with these new people, you don't fear the, uh, uh oh, I don't have anybody, I, I, I feel only a loss. What then happens is you continue to do the work, you now are part of a group and a community and like-minded people that get you and understand this unique language. Like, you know, I have an, an online business and that is a complete different language 
or for a lot of other people, you know? And, and so having like-minded people who understand that, it's a different, it's a different uh, conversation, right? Uh, but what happens is when you take care of that up here, you don't fear the growth. You also take the pressure off the people here so you can love and appreciate them for who they are and where they are. Love when you see them and, and connect the way you did before. That still resonates. If not, that's, that's okay too. But because you're not alone in the stratosphere here with your new ideas and your new thoughts and your new everything, it's not as scary. And it takes the pressure off of uh, who you feared leaving behind here. Like for example, let's take that food buddy. So here you are, here was your food buddy. You were, you were meeting every week and, and, you know, doing your thing. And now all, all of a sudden you're, you're exploring healthy eating and this and that, and you are loving it. You're learning about all these new things and meeting up with all these new people who share the same uh, ideas about food and community. You join all these groups about healthy eating, this and that, and you love it. Well, you know what? Now that you have this group and it's satisfying that need, when you see this person who still was your previous food buddy, you don't have to, there's not this um, real deep desire. Of course you want them to join you, but you don't feel the pressure that I have to sabotage myself in order to stay connected with this person. You know, I can love and appreciate them for who they are and where they are. Now, that's not to say if at some point along their journey, when they're ready, when they're willing, when they're able, they won't do the same thing, but that's completely on their terms. And I just found that we do sabotage ourselves so often because we worry, uh-oh, I'm going to make all these changes. And what happens to that, you know, that connection? Well, when we take care of new connections, we're not just sort of um, headed off in this new direction without a clue of where we're headed. And at the same time, it takes pressure off of uh, the connections that we had. Now, a bit different when we're talking about a romantic relationship because it's a, you know, that's a whole different story. Maybe I'll do a whole other topic on what happens when you are doing the work to, um, to, to heal, right? Or, or just to grow physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and that person is stuck right here. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And it depends on uh, what the need is here. Is it just that you love and appreciate this person for where they are, but they don't have similar interests. So you find people here where you can, uh, let's say, explore new um, interests, right? That, that don't, you know, damage the relationship or whatever it is, right? Whole, very different experience, but um, something that we can take on for another day. But what I wanted to be sure I shared was uh, it, when you have that group, when you seek out these people, these like-minded soul warriors, whatever you want to call them, you don't fear the growth as much because you have, um, you know, your people, it takes pressure off of the old group and you don't feel so alone. So I hope that, I hope that helps um, the, the two TEDx talks. This would be more aligned with that first one, what we just talked about, stop sabot sabotaging yourself. So if it serves, definitely um, watch that, watch that TEDx talk. And if you haven't taken the healed or hardened quiz, you're going to want to do that because we will show you which force of nature you are. You'll know exactly out of the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough, which also resonate to just 
an old set of lingering beliefs that no longer serves other types of traumas. It really works for a lot of them. Take the quiz and you're going to see where you land. Um, and of course, share the podcast with anybody who would benefit from this information. So healedorhardenedquiz.com, go take the quiz and um, stop sabotaging yourself. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.